Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Valentine's Day show, Kiss and Tell, Real True Stories. May the narrative be with you. So, um, I was never one of those people who was really super gung-ho about having children growing up. I couldn't really see it. Sometimes I could kind of envision some little rug rat running around and maybe I'd have a partner of some kind to help me with the rug rat, but it, that was pretty vague. And um, really, I didn't think about it very much. And uh, I definitely wasn't thinking about it when I met my husband because um, I was really focused on finding someone to have sex with. I was not thinking about procreation. Um, I've been in grad school about six years at that point, and um, it had been quite some time since another person had interacted with my intimate lady areas. So um, I did what a lot of people do when they're looking for something. I went online to go shopping. And uh, I did that through Yahoo Personals, which I think has long ago died a, some kind of death. Um, and uh, so, you know, I went on there and I was shopping and looking at the profiles. And there was this one that caught my eye. It was called, uh, the title said, Wanted, woman with big brains. And I was like, wow, brains, he's looking for brains. That's kind of cool. Um, and I thought it was kind of witty. And um, you know, he talked about the fact that he lived in the Czech Republic for a couple of years and taught English. Uh, he was building a kayak in the basement of an apartment building. And uh, he was really, uh, he was looking, you know, if there was a woman who responded to his ad or his profile with, uh, who had power tools, that she would be willing to loan him. He would be super excited about that. It'd be really helpful. Um, and, you know, I just thought he was really funny and witty. And uh, his picture was cute, although he did have a ponytail, which I was kind of on the fence about. But my friend Chris was like, you know, this is not a time to be super choosy. And I was like, all right. Um, so, uh, so I responded to his ad, and we start the little email exchange business. And I was really delighted to find that he had fantastic grammar and spelling. And, um, and then we um, decided to meet for a date. And the date went really well. We had a lot uh, in common. We talked for hours, actually. He had these adorable dimples and um, was just clearly really smart and interested in a lot of different things. And I was like, I might not just like this guy enough to have sex with him, because it is a good idea to like the person you're having sex with, even if you don't know them very well. But I thought, you know, I might actually end up liking liking him. And um, and that is actually what happened. We ended up in a relationship, and uh, three and a half years later, we got married. Just, you know, woohoo, yay. yay. So, woo! Um, and then, uh, after we got married, a couple things happened. I finished graduate school, fucking finally, and um, I was exhausted. And uh, I decided that I did not want to be a psychologist, I wanted to be a bartender. Um, <laughs> I did not want to have any responsibility for anyone else's well-being, ever. And um, yeah, so I was having, you know, that midlife crisis kind of a thing. And then the other thing that happened is that several of my best friends and my brother all started to procreate. So you can imagine what happens when you have someone with a lot of time on her hands deciding not to follow this career path that she's been in grad school for for seven or eight or nine years. And then there's all these babies showing up, Ooh, right? So I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to be a psychologist. I don't want to be responsible for other people, but I might want to have a baby. 
And there was one moment in particular where this uh, was cemented for me. I was, um, my, my uh, brother had had his first kid, Lily, my niece, and she's an infant and she's in a sling and I'm holding her in front of me and she's fussing and she's not able to fall asleep for her nap that she desperately needs. So I'm, bo- I'm kind of bouncing her, my, little, my hand is under her little butt and I'm just kind of bouncing her to soothe her and my other hand is on her back. And her body starts to, her breath sort of lengthens and kind of slows down and her body starts to get heavier. And then she falls asleep on my chest. And it was just this warm, gooey, sweet love moment. And I was like, oh, oh, I like this. (laughs) And then my uterus was like, there's a, is that a baby? Smells like a baby. There's a baby need to make one of those. Do that right now. Now, now, baby, now. So that was it. I was like, okay, oh, I'm having a baby. All right. But I, I you know, I had to talk to my husband about it. So, um, so I did, you know, I was like, hey, honey, you know, um, what do you, I know you didn't really ever want to have kids. And I knew this because, you know, in the profiles, when you shop for people to maybe have sex with, there's all this information you find, you know, like, have you been to school? Do you make any money? What color eyes do you have? Do you want children? And he was a no, and I was a maybe. And so I had that information. Um, And I was like, well, you know, you didn't want to get married, but you did that, so maybe you want to have a kid. And he was like, well, here's the thing. I am a melancholic, self-involved man who doesn't like people very much. So (laughs) I don't want a baby ever, 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 ever. No babies. No, no, no. And I had this really high production value movie in my head of me and Bill and this little baby, and it was a boy, and he had Bill's dimples, and he liked to play with Legos. He was really smart and cute, and he, you know, was like smiling all the time. And so, and it it was in this all these like kind of warm, sunsetty, like high production value, like lighting and all this shit. (laughs) So I was really focused on that movie, and I was not listening to my husband. So he was like, no, 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 and I'm like, oh, but this baby's so cute. So, um, so I just kept talking about it and, you know, trying to convince Bill. And, um, you know, he went from, like, responding verbally with no's to uh, just not saying anything to leaving the room. <laughs> and we were starting to just really kind of, like, distance from each other. And this came to a head one night when I was uh, visiting my friend Julie uh, my friend Julie has three children. She, the second time she got knocked up, she was just planning to have two kids, but she had twins. Whoops. So, um, so, and she's a fantastic mom, and I have a lot of respect for her. And, uh, yeah, so I, w- I went to her house, and we were talking about this, as we had done many times, and we uh, had got into the boxed wine. And um, as we were descending down into the box, um, she was like, Lady! You should tell him, baby, you'd be such a good mom. Oh my God, fuck Bill, just, just get pregnant. He'll get over it, whatever. And I was like, I know, I should totally have a baby because I totally want one and it would be so great. I'm totally gonna have a baby. So I get home and I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure this is what I sounded like um, in my boxed wine state. And I'm like, you listen to me. I'm gonna have a baby. And if you don't want to have a baby with me, then we have a problem. And Bill had no boxed wine in him at all, or 
any other kind of alcohol or marijuana or anything. And so he was like, yeah, we absolutely have a problem because I have told you many, many, many times, I don't want a baby. I never want a baby. I want you. I want dogs. I want to travel. I want to have money to do fun shit. I don't want a baby. And uh, yeah, so that happened. So the next day we decided we were going to go to couples therapy. <laughs> you know, like you do. So, um, so we go to couples therapy, and this has been going on for a while. So he and I are on opposite ends of this, this decision, and we are very hurt. We're very angry at each other, and we just aren't making any headway. We're just very fixed in our positions. And I start to realize that um, this man that I've fallen in love with, that I absolutely adore, um, we may not make it through this. Like, I can't see how we're going to, how we're going to, come to some resolution where we're both going to be okay. And I can start to envision us breaking up. And it just, it's heartbreaking. Um, and so around that time, two things happen. I spend eight uninterrupted hours by myself with my niece and nephew. <laughs> and uh, I observe my sweet husband spending time with my niece and nephew without the movie playing in my head. So, I'll tell you about the first one first. So, uh, my brother drops the kids off at my house. I have them for the whole day. It's summer. I'm super excited because I'm the fun auntie. I love being an auntie because, you know, aunties are fun. You know, you get to like play with them, and then you hand them back. It's fantastic. So, um, I have this idea we're going to have a, a, make a water slide with a tarp in the backyard and a hose, and woo, it's going to be fun. But what I don't realize is that. The backyard is really flat and there's not really a slope and the tarp is actually kind of like, it's old and it kind of rubs on their skin. They start to get a rash and, and then I realize I forgot the sunscreen so I have to dry them off and put the sunscreen on and then wait, make them wait so the sunscreen will dry so they won't get sunburned but they've already gotten a little sunburn. And then Lily cuts her foot on the hose. It's like the metal end of it is really sharp. She cuts her foot and there's bright red blood just gushing everywhere and she's terrified and she's screaming and then Bobby somehow is taking off his swimsuit and he's running around the, back, the backyard naked and he's looking at all the piles of dog shit that I forgot to pick up and he's like, Auntie, look, there's dog poop here and here and here and here and there's some over here. Auntie, there's dog poop everywhere. And this is two hours into the day. <laughs> so at the end of that, six hours later, my brother comes to get his kids and they have been sedated with Kraft Mac and Cheese and Netflix. I've had quite a lot of bourbon, uh, <laughs> neat, uh, undiluted, and um, we're just very, very puddly on the couch. And he, my brother takes the kids and they leave and I'm just like, holy fucking shit, man. That is not the movie that I had in my head at all. That is, it did not resemble it, resemble it in any way. So um, yeah, so that happened. And then um, several weeks later, we go visit my brother, and, um, and I watch Bill do his, his Uncle Bill thing. And Bill's a great uncle. Uh, my niece and nephew really love him. They love to run in in the morning and jump on him, and they call it climbing Uncle Bill Mountain, and they tickle each other, and they laugh, and, and then he kicks him out. Um, and he loves to play, like, Nerf gun fights with Bobby, and he'll talk to Lily about whatever Harry Potter book it is that she's reading at the time. And that lasts for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. 
And you know, um, kids are loud, they interrupt, they're siblings, so they're fighting about every fucking thing under the sun. They're watching TV, makes horrible noises, their toys make horrible noises. It's just sensory overload. And he looks shell-shocked. He's just like, ah. And then he's fucking gone. He just disappears. I can't find him. He's like w- walked off in the woods, or he's you know hiding in a bedroom somewhere with the door locked. So I was like, all right, so if I do actually get pregnant and I have a baby, then I'm going to end up divorced. I'll be raising the kid mostly on my own, and I will lose this man that I absolutely adore. So we go back into couples therapy, and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to understand where you're coming from. I actually think it's really wise that you know yourself well enough to know that you don't want to be a parent and you don't think you'd be a good parent. And, you know, frankly, I agree with you, you know, you know, I think you'd be pretty tortured. And, um, and so I was like, I think I can come around to this because I've never been somebody who's always wanted to have kids. But I'll tell you, this was a really real dream for me. And so in order to let this go, I'm going to have to grieve it. And in order for that grief to not turn to resentment and become toxic and poison our relationship, I need you to be there with me while I grieve. I just, I need you to hold me, and I need you to comfort me. You don't actually have to say anything. I just need to feel that you're with me. And he was so fucking relieved that I was coming around on this. He's like, yeah, I can totally do that. (laughs) Kidding? And, you know, another thing that Bill is great at is he's a wonderful snuggler. He's a really loving man. And so we would do that over a period of months. You know, I would think about like my sunsetty, you know, high production value movie, and I'd say goodbye to the little boy with the Legos and the dimples, and I'd cry, and, um, and Bill would hold me, and I felt this connection with him again, but it was different because we had been through something. We had traversed this very tricky, treacherous, non-child procreating path And we had been, you know, really moving apart from each other, and we started moving back together again. And in that, those times of closeness and feeling that love, it felt very similar to that feeling I had when Lily fell asleep on my chest. But it was with my man. And we had survived something, and our relationship was stronger, and we were closer and appreciated each other even more. And I was like, oh, yeah, this. This is actually what I was looking for all the time, this essential connection. And so um, now I just rent children. I do not own any. (laughs) I play with them. I have a lovely time. They have a lovely time. And then I hand them back, and everybody's happy. 